framework the framework for our lesson tonight. Um, but let um, none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer um, or as a busybody in other men's matters. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be unto God. Um, I want to talk about tonight the sin of being a busybody. Uh, the sin of being a busybody. Amen. Um, and I use the King James Version uh, purposefully tonight uh, because um, that version in particular does use the word uh, busybody. Greetings, Pastor Stroman. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. Um, the sin of being a busybody. Um, William Shakespeare declared that there are sermons in stone. Um, and uh, if, if you are a preacher and uh, you preach and teach often, sometimes we suffer from writer's block or uh, it's hard to land on something when you're praying and trying to wrestle through scripture, wrestle through your devotional time, trying to find something to talk about. And um, Shakespeare said there are sermons and stones, but um, again, the late Dr. Um, A. Lewis Patterson Jr. said that every preacher needs to learn how to mirror the moment, mirror the moment to the clergy who are listening to me uh, maybe you, you'll be blessed by this. He, he taught us that years ago that every preacher needs to mirror the moment, that every sermon won't come from the Bible. Sermon thought or, or, or lesson thought won't come from the Bible. It won't come from a devotional. It may come from a billboard, a commercial. Um, uh, it may come from um, a conversation, it may come from a magazine, it may come from a meme, but but if you if you are a preacher and you learn how to mirror the moment, you're always looking for some kind of um, thought to provoke your sermonic flow or your teaching flow. And so I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and uh, we were just talking about nosy people, et cetera. And she used the term busybody. And as soon as she said that, um, God, let me mirror the moment. And uh, that word just arrested my my attention. And so I began to just peruse scripture. And there in 1 Peter um, tucked away in chapter 4. Um, at verse 15, there was, there is that word, um, busybody. Now, um, bless you, Pastor Hillis. Uh, uh, Pastor Strowman, um, if, if I can be honest with you, what baffled me about Peter's writings, um, about the word busybody is that Peter um, 
includes or lumps together busybody along with um, murderers and um, thieves and evildoers. And I want you to let that, in the words of the comedic genius country, Wayne, I want you to let that marinate for a minute. That he starts off with murderers and thieves and evildoers, but he includes being a busybody along with being a murderer or a thief or an evil uh, an evil doer what does that speak to you what does that say to you that um peter was talking about it's interesting i read it but at the same time it it baffled me that he would put just the person talking um, but here's the whole thing and and i don't want to even um just kind of you know i want to try to be a little professional tonight and act like i got some sense but um i guess i can just back into it like this the reason why peter put the word busybody in with murderers thieves and evildoers is for one reason they are all they are dangerous and destructive that's what Peter says. Know this, that a busybody is just as dangerous and destructive as a murderer, a thief, and an evildoer. And in some context, Busybodies are murderers. They assassinate and slander people's characters, reputations. They are thieves. They steal joy, peace. And they are evil doers because you have to be evil to purposefully hurt slander, verbally assassinate people that you don't even know well. <laughs> am I am I doing all right? The, the the term the term busybody usually refers, watch this, to one who is intent on the matters of others, but looks little 
to his or her own business. That's the, that's the academic way of saying they focus on everyone else's marriage and everyone else's finances and everyone else's health and church and ministry, but they never focus on their own. It's the it's the guy, it's the guy or it's the preacher. I don't want to say guy, it's the preacher who is criticizing the Hampton University preacher on their couch eating pork skins. And no one knows who they are. And yet they are criticizing the Hampton preacher. Hampton is the creme de la creme of black preaching, academic black preaching. And it's always one or two folk talking about they can't preach or how did they get invited or they, they shouldn't be up there when no one knows your name. When you have yet to finish a semester in the academy. A busybody is a person who is intent and their interest is always in the lives of other people. And the question I raised tonight, what are you missing in your own existence where your focus is on everyone else, but you are too afraid to focus on your own house, your own marriage, your own church, your own ministry, and you just sit back and you wait and you watch and you listen because you're trying that that's why i said this week on facebook that you have to always speak to people as if they are going to repeat what you're saying to them because most times they will and if you can't say it twice don't say it don't say it once and dr donald parson says uh keep your circle so small so you can trace your word Busybodies are always talking and they talk and they talk and they lie so much until they can never trace what what they've said. And their interest is always else is always in somebody else's business. They, they, they are dangerous and destructive because they always normally add something to it. Take away from the story, add to the story or tell the story in a destructive way. And they get joy. Um, running down other people. Um, now listen, let's, 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 let's just be honest. All of us have gossiped about people, you know, in some shape, form, or fashion. None of us are above that. We've all dealt with subject matter that had nothing to do with us. 
But the difference is when there is an intentionality in destroying people, you know, um, you know, uh, one of my friends uh, called me and, and, and I have to be honest, it just depends upon, you know, what mood I'm in and how I wake up in the morning and what's on my mind. And at that day, I just really wasn't forward. And, 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 and she commenced to telling me about somebody else's church. And I just like, Hey man, I don't care. Like, I just don't care. Yeah. And here is the thing with people like that. When you know that they are a busybody and they are a cesspool of knowledge, um, then you need to learn how to shut some of that down. See, some stuff people are comfortable with telling you because you got trash written across your forehead. And, 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 and they know that they can dump the garbage um, um, in your lap, you know. Now again, we've all had our days of, of gossip. None of us are above that. But when you, when, but when the call is, you're trying to purposefully hurt someone or slander someone or tell untruths about someone, then that, that needs to be a line and a limit to that, that I can't be a part of you hurting someone else's pastor or ministry or marriage or child or loved one. I'm, I'm not, I, I have enough to pay for and I'm not going to add that to my tag. Because here is the biggest thing about a busybody while they talk about other people to you the day you fall out with them they will talk about you and slander you and your ministry and your family because let's be be honest church trust is a slippery slope and you know some people some people are trustworthy through thick and thin some aren't we don't you know you it's just a chance we all take but you have to watch it because Peter says a busybody is just as dangerous and destructive as a murderer, a thief, and an evildoer. Do you know how evil you have to be to just sit down and purposefully create scenarios and messages and stories and, and share that stuff with the intent to hurt someone or to sabotage someone or to ruin someone's marriage or their children or, or, or their career or their job or their ministry. You have to be evil to do that. Like you, you, you have to be evil. And there is no other way to put that. You have to be evil. If you find joy in the destruction of other people, and so Peter says, "You're no better than a murderer, a thief, 
an evildoer. You're no better than that person. You are absolutely no better than that person. You are no better. And I know you, and, and guess what? It's always funny. It's always, it's, it's always hilarious. And, and it's always fun to hear until you become the subject of their conversation. I can't hear nobody. It's always he, he, ha, ha. What they said, tell me. You can trust me until you become the topic of the conversation. And now you get defensive. Now your feelings are hurt. But your feelings weren't hurt when you were slandering other people. Your feelings weren't hurt. You weren't sensitive when you were slandering other people, when you were in other people's business. So, why are you playing victim now? Oh, oh, because you, you see how it feels. It hurts. It's destructive. It's harmful. Here, here, here is the old adage, and it, it, it's old, but it, it still carries a little weight. And this is real deep. You ready for this? Treat people like you want to be treated. That I don't shine because you fall. And if the only way I can make myself look good is to make you look bad, I am a simpleton. I am sophomoric in my thinking. I, I ain't no good. I'm a nobody. So be careful with that. Be careful with folk always running in your ear and dropping stuff off in your lap. And sometimes you are just as guilty for receiving things. And some of you, watch this, lean in. Some of you need to grow this is public TV. I can't say that. Uh, but some of you need to have the courage to correct people and put people in their place when you know that they're lying. And because some of you are just as guilty as the, as the busybody when you listen to what they say and you know that they're lying, but you, but you engage in the dialogue, but yet you don't have the strength or the integrity to say, hey man, you a lie. And stop, hey man, look, get off my phone, get out of my face, cause I know what the real deal is. And what you not gonna do is talk about him to me. You ain't, you, you not doing that though. 
Now we can do this like Christians, or we can take it to that to that corner over there. But what you're not gonna do is 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 that. You ain't gotta like me. You ain't gotta talk to me. I'm good with it. See, people, 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 people need to know that you ain't gonna take that. No. Mm -mm. Not gonna do it though. You know, you know, we were at a setting one time and one of the guys at the table started to just talk about a friend of mine who I who I hold as a dear brother. And you know, he was asking me how he was doing and what he had heard and A B C D. He's well, no, that's not the truth. But man, I and he kept on pressing. I said, Hey man, listen that. Let me, let me just help you. You got two options. You can get up and walk away, or I can help you walk away. But what you're not going to do is be at my table, the invitation that I sent out. This is my table. You can't sit at my table and slander my friend. Why? Because I'm not just his friend in his face or when he's around. I'm his friend when the Negro ain't here. So either you shut your mouth and walk away or you shut your mouth and I help you walk away. You choose. But you can't stay here like that. Oh, man, you serious? I was, I was just playing. Oh, no, Doc, I don't play like that. I'm 47 years old then. I don't play like that. Play with your mama. But you don't play with me. See, couldn't dry. But we've seen you and 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 both people when you he he ha ha laugh with folk and take it in, you're just as bad as they are. And you and you are not a real friend, and you are not loyal. I don't care how much you say you rather die or you loyal. You ain't loyal. Say one more word and this ain't gonna end well for you. Simple as that. Now I'm not advocating violence, don't get me wrong. But sometimes you also have to meet people where they are. Because if people feel comfortable with you slandering other people, always telling other folks business lies, and it might even be some truth to it. But guess what? Why do you care? That's the biggest question about busybodies, whether it's a gay scandal, an adultery scandal, somebody got a, somebody drunk, own drug, why do you care? How does that affect your light bill and your rent and your church and your children and your marriage, your ministry, your sermon? Why do you care? Why are you so in, invested in somebody else's affairs? That's the question. Why are you so vested? How does that affect you in any shape, 
if it ain't your spouse in the scandal, if it's not your child in trouble, if 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 it ain't you with the DUI or or, or the drug bus or at the at the at the massage parlor with a happy ending, why do you care? Yeah, I just said that, but you, you, you get the point. Why do you care? Why are you so invested in other people's business that you got to call and text and be up all night adding to the story, taking from the story? You know, I heard this. You know, I got it from a reliable source. You heard about your boy? Oh, man, your girl going through something. They ain't told you nothing. I thought y'all was cool. Why, you don't know. I've been black a long time. I know the language. But you can't, you can't destroy Daryl Strowman in my presence, me being his pastor. You can't do that. I don't care if he, I don't care what he did. Didn't do, you can't, I'm his, I'm his pastor. And to any member of fellowship, I may call them and chew them out, get dead in their behinds as their pastor, as their covering. I may discipline them and put them in their place. But I promise you one thing, can't nobody else talk about them to me. You bet your bottom dollar on that dollar. They're my sheep. And ain't no wolves or ghosts gonna come in my territory and talk about my people. They might be guilty, but guess what? They still mine. Maybe she ain't no good, but she still mine. Maybe she is messy, but she still mine. Maybe he is a whore, but he's still mine. They're mine. And God is working on all of us because I'm their pastor. And you can't talk to me about my people in the negative. It ain't happening, dog. Don't even try that. Don't even try that. There has to be a line somewhere. And I may know they ain't no good. I may know she messy. You ain't got to tell me. I'm a pastor. I know she ain't no good. I know she. I know she messy. I know he ain't no good. But he's still mine. And the same grace I need, he needs. And the same mercy that I receive, she needs it. So you can't you can't be my friend if you tolerate people slandering me. You 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 can't as a matter of fact, you can't be a member of my church like that. Because I'm your pastor. And your job is to protect me at all costs. From boo, babe, cousin, mama, daddy. I deserve to get what I give to you all. 
dangerous and destructive. That's what they are. But but secondly, um, yeah, they are overly concerned with what shouldn't concern them. Overly concerned, engrossed in the lives, in the marriages, in the ministries, the jobs, the relationships of other people. You're talking about somebody else's child and yours can't stand you. You're talking about somebody else's child and you haven't talked to yours in two months. They loathe you. But you would rather talk about Sister Marie's son smoking weed or getting a DUI. You'll rather maximize that than to deal with the fact that your son hates you that your daughter would rather go to hell than come knock on your front door and deal with you for 10 minutes. You don't want to deal with that. Because you're just engulfed in somebody else's church and ministry. What's going on? What's going on at Willa? A lot of people, a lot of money, and a preaching pastor. That's all I know in a big building that I, that I can't afford to pay for. Beyond that, I don't know, John. I, I, I don't know. What's going on at St. Luke? Which one? About 15 of them here. They all doing well. Don't know. Don't know. Worry about the fact. that the whole right side of your church is empty. Cause is okay. Big building, he's a preaching preacher, a bunch of people and a bunch of money. Where about your church? That what you should be focused on. Because he ain't not think about yours. You don't know your name. Why are you so worried about what's happening on the avenue? And what's happening? What's happening? You know, I, I saw such and such and, and, and he wasn't wearing his wedding ring. Why do you care? Why? Why do you care? You in the same house with him and he can't stand you. Separate bedrooms for 25 years. Why do you care about somebody else's wedding ring? But it's easier to focus on that than to focus on the dysfunction in your own life, in your own ministry. So you compartmentalize your your dysfunctional life and you just focus on other people's stuff. That's your whole conversation. No, no, no plan for growth, prosperity, which no, you want, you want sharing what, what books you're reading, what you've read, 
you know, document, doc, document, uh, documentaries you, you've, um, you, you, you've watched, you ain't talking about, you know, what's happening, you know, uh, on the world stage, you know, Ukraine, Russia, you know, uh, 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 KGB, you know, kind of getting a little tired of Putin, you know, Russia back and back, you know, you ain't talking about that. You ain't talking about yesterday that the stock market, you know, went down 8.3 points. Not talking about that, you know, you know, not talking about your five-year plan, three-year plan, 10-year plan. You're talking about who you heard sleeping with who. Oh, okay. That's the whole conversation. Oh, okay. Oh, who you heard gay, who you heard straight, who you heard bisexual. Oh, okay. All right. That's okay. Now I see why you're still in the same rut you in. Because you're a busybody. But here it is. You're busy going nowhere. And you're dangerous. And you're destructive. And when you identify these types of people, you might want to run with haste. Because you might be next on their list. When I worry about another person's church, it's because I'm trying to learn and to glean and to see what they're doing. Not trying to be like them, but no man is an island. We learn from other people. So when I text the pastor or ask him, can I come by and hang out in shadow? I ain't trying to be nosy. I'm trying to learn. To take it back to my staff, my people. Not to do it like them or be them, but to tweak it to work for us if it works for us at all. But let me tell you something. Busybodies are normally people who have no responsibility and nothing to do. Because if you, if, you, if you are trying to be a productive person in any area of your life, you don't have time for none of that. Like you just don't have time. You're trying to work, go to school, pastor a church, deal with your family, have quiet time, devotional time, you know, family time, you time, whatever, you, you prepare sermons and Bible studies. It's a little joke between she and I, but but Nikki knows what irritates me the most, uh, and, and she do it on purpose, is to text me 15 times asking me, uh, texting me talking about WYD, which is what you're doing. What What is you doing? Who Anybody died? You know. There ain't no funeral over there. I'll be over there in a minute. What you doing? What you doing? I can't do nothing because you're always asking me what I'm doing. It's purposefully to irritate me. That's why she does it. 
but you can't be productive. You 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 can't you can't be productive and 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 always in other folks' business. Focus. Busybodies have no schedule, they have no, they just idle, just sit down, leave something to do. But what they won't do is what they could do to make their families better, lives better, ministries more productive, become more intellectually astute. They won't do none of that. They won't focus on killing their family or growing their churches or reading a book or reading two books in, in, a, in, a, in a week or writing sermons or you know going to the library and reading or buying resources to become uh, more masterful at that craft. They would rather tear you down and focus on you and yours and whomever and start root messages and send by, by what, man, what? And you have to recognize that misery when you see it and shut it down. Hey, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm at the point now, I'm just caught. I have a, I have a unique sense of freedom now. And, and so, I've always been a straight shooter. And I think I'm even more straight now. You busy? No. I just don't want to talk to you. Yeah. What you doing? Nothing. What's up? Nothing. Have a good day. Because I know what you're about. I know. I don't. Because you're destructive, man. You're dangerous. And whenever you smell gas, why, 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 why a match? If you smell gas, why light a match and ask what's going on? Because that's all a busybody wants you to ask them. What's happening? What's going on? What's the latest? What's happening in the city? What's going on in the church world? And then you hear Paul Martin saying, open the floodgates of heaven. <laughs> and they, it just begins to rain. Like I don't like I don't have time. And I'm I'm 48. I'm I'm inching day by day closer to 50, man. I don't have time for that. I, I don't care. If they call in a scandal. God, I pray that God gives them grace and mercy for recovery, man. That's all I got. That if they got caught cheating, if they got caught drunk, if they got caught stealing, I pray that God gives them the same grace and mercy that he gives me every day of my life. That's all I got. Yeah. That's all I got. So, yeah. That is really all I got. Because I know for myself, if not for the grace of God and God's hand on my life, I could be 
any one of those persons. Drunk, DUI, drugged out, you know, under bridge, somewhere homeless, addicted to something. So why why celebrate someone else's downfall? Why glory in that? Because I know if God takes his hand off of my life and moves his grace from my life, there go I. I am no different from that person. I am no slicker. It's only by the grace of God that he's kept me. So why would I put myself in the position to glorify and to slander and to celebrate someone else? I don't care what's happening over there. I don't. I don't. It's, it's enough dealing with this. I'm a handful. Church plan, family, friends. You know, back in the funeral, back in the funeral business, part-time, full-time, sometime, trying to prepare sermons and devotionals and reading and Bible lessons. Like, I ain't got time for all that. And when I do, guess what? It won't be with you. Which is why I say, don't say nothing that you can't say twice. That's why it kills me to hear people say, you ain't hear this from me. Because, Doc, let me tell you something. And I want y'all to hear me well. And I really want everybody listening on this broadcast to hear me well. Always check your mind, exfoliate your mind before you come and tell me, uh, you know, such and such said this, but you ain't hear it from me. You a lie. I'm finna call it right now and tell her what you said. Cause I ain't got time for that. If you cannot uh, reveal yourself, and be a man or a woman and say it in front of them, or they know you said it, shut your mouth, don't bother me. Cause I, I'm going straight to it. I'm going, I'm going, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no gray, it's black and white. You said it, I'm gonna call him, I'm gonna ask him about it. And when he said to me, who told you? She told me. But that 48, I'm too old to get in trouble. Ain't nobody that bad out there to make me get in trouble. My mama's in the, in the home, my daddy did. So it, we, we gonna deal with it. I ain't got time for all that. Like I ain't, you, you go, before you come to my oh, past, let me talk to you and put this book in your ear, check yourself. Because if, if, if you're going to come tell me, you might as well bring them with you. Because I'm sure going to call them. So if you don't have the integrity of the strength, the tenacity to deal with the foolishness and the bull you brought to me, keep on going, Doc. Because you're dangerous. Because now you've put me in a position where I know I got to deal with this, but you too weak to even handle it.
are like the mantra said, just keep your mouth shut because you're weak. And I don't like weak people. They have a certain smell about them. <laughs> I don't like that. I dealt with that back behind the back stuff too many years. Can't do it no more. Tolerance is not a deal. That's the word for it, Daryl. Sour. Sour buttermilk. I'm done. But they are distracted. Busy bodies are distracted. Here, here is why. They are distracted by everyone else's business but their own. They can tell you about somebody else's marriage, church, job, child, children, grandchildren, godchildren, bedroom, checking account, distracted. But they never focus on making them and theirs better. So they would rather enjoy the distractions. You see, let me focus on his life. Because if I make his life the subject matter, I don't have to be focused on how, how horrible mine is. Let me focus on his children or his child so I don't have to focus on that mind is in prison or mind is on drugs or mind won't talk to me or mind came out as gay or lesbian and I rejected them. I don't want, let, let's, not talk, let's not talk about that. I'll ask you about Pastor Keon. I'll ask you about Pastor West and Pastor Cosby. I'll ask you about Pastor Stroman, but I don't want to focus on the mere fact that my membership is tumbling and my money is down and I don't get the calls I used to get to go on the road. So I'll just focus on somebody else's church and ministry. And I'm not going to focus on how bad mine is right now. So I'll compartmentalize that. I welcome the distractions because I don't, I don't, I, can, I don't have the strength to deal with my own. So I act like all is well, but I'm really miserable because you can't be happy and be a busybody. Like you cannot be a happy person, a joyful person, a nice person, a kind person, or maybe even a Christian at all if you're always trying to tear someone else down. That's why I ain't with that stuff, like, you know, uh, and I want, I, especially the members of fellowship to hear me well when I say this as your pastor, because there, there are no clicks and gangs in my church. And this is a general statement. That's why I don't like people talking about, you know, don't talk to her. Let me tell you something. I don't talk to him. until. They harm me. I'm going to talk and be kind and courteous because because here it is. I ain't 10, I ain't 12. See, 
And what you're not going to do is not make me like people because you don't like them. Now, when they show me who they are, when they cut me, now I hear you. And I'm going to have my my my, my eyes, because I, I talk to everybody with my eyes wide open, see. Thank you for the tidbit. But what you're not going to do is dictate to me who I can, can't talk to. You don't like them. They hurt you. They ain't bother me. Now, they have the same proclivity to do to you, to me, what they did to you. Thank you for the warning. But I cannot, as a Christian, walk around being mean and rude to people just because you said, don't talk to him, don't talk to her. Don't, are you silly? What is wrong with you? Clearly you distracted. Now, when they cut me, guess what? We're gonna deal with that accordingly. But if you warn me of why, then I listen to you. Because if they are messy, it's gonna come out of the wash. If they are evil, it's gonna come out of the wash. It really is. It's gonna come out. Because guess what? Busy bodies can only pretend for so long. And then the real them shows up. Like they, they can't, they can't. See, you can only be fake for so long, and then the real you is gonna show up. You you can only fake the funk for so long, and then the real you gonna show up, and then I will deal with them accordingly. But if you put a bug in my ear, I appreciate that. Now I'm more attentive and watchful. But just to say, don't speak to him. That's not a Christian. That's a gang member. That ain't a Christian. That's a church member. What happened to loving each other because Christ loved us? What happened to Jesus saying, you, 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 you get mercy because you give it. What, what happened to Jesus saying that if you don't forgive him, I'm not going to forgive you. So you can be as snotty and shysty and ignorant and stupid and sophomoric and roll your eyes and don't speak all you want. But you put yourself in danger with Jesus. Child, I ain't think about you. You don't have to never speak. That ain't going to affect my checking account or my nightly sleep. I promise you that. I ain't going to do it. But what you're not going to do is hold me hostage because you're distracted. You're not going to do that. Now, again, thank you for saying to me, but guess what? When you're saying it, there is a ulterior motive behind it. And it might be genuine. That's why, see, y'all can't pull y'all mess in the street, in the church. If you can't separate that stuff, then don't come here. Just because y'all got into it at the bar, at the concert, don't come to my church mad at each other. Leave that at the bar, at the concert. 
if you and Boo and Bay when broke up, don't come to my church being Boo and Bay, mad speaking, being clickish. Leave that somewhere else or go somewhere else. No tolerance. Because you're distracted. Now you got folk in my church drawing lines in the sand because y'all done broke up. Child, bye. If y'all can't lay down and get up speaking, don't lay down. That's the best I can put that. Distracted. Ain't gonna be no, ain't gonna be no throw, no, no, no stone throwing. If you got a problem with it, deal with it. You ain't got to fuss and cuss. Talk to people with some sense. But that busybody. No, no, no. Because you're dangerous. And you are destructive. And you don't care who you hurt. And you don't care what ministries you ruin. You don't care what families you sabotage. You know why? Because yours is already burned down or burning down. So now you don't care what you destroy. Because you're already miserable. You lost it. So now you don't care what you destroy. Because you're toxic now. Be careful with that. That's enough because y'all can't take too much. I think y'all are getting nervous. So I'm, I'm done. I'm going to make you nervous and you don't want to come to church tonight. But it's time for us to grow up as a church. I don't mean fellowship, I mean the universal church. No matter what church you're a part of, it's time for us to be Christians, man. If you don't like it, or like them, just tell them you don't like them and be through with that. You don't have to be in folks' face like you like them and then you can't stand them because you're dangerous. Everybody who who I don't like, they know it. And they ain't got to wonder. I promise you they know. Anybody that I don't want to be bothered with, they know it. They can feel it before I say it. Just, just be real with and be through with it, man. All that back and forth, that uh, ain't nobody, that's dangerous. That ain't nobody got time for that. Because on the street, that'll get you done something. Like for real. But as a Christian, I can't do that to you. Say what you got to say, deal with it, get it all out, and move on. Come now, let us reason together with the Lord. Yeah. All right.
So let's do better, you know? And, and I'll say this gingerly, slander and destruction will not be tolerated at Fellowship Church of Dallas. No, not gonna deal with it. Love y'all.